0: Disneyland is known as the happiest place on Earth. But to those that know, especially around Halloween, it is the most haunted place on Earth. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 1, Episode 25, The Walt Disneyland Hauntings. Now, the person most invested in Disneyland is Walt Disney himself. So it makes sense that he would return to the park even after his death. Walt Disney kept in an apartment over the fire station on Main Street, where he and his family would stay to enjoy the park or where Walt himself would go to get some work done. Patrons would often see a light in the window, meaning Walt was working at his desk. After his death in 1966, the apartment remained empty, but employees still went up to dust and keep it clean. One night, a woman went up, did her usual cleaning routine, shut off the desk lamp, and went downstairs. On Main Street, she noticed the light was still on. So, thinking she had forgotten to turn it off, she went back up to the apartment, shut off the light, and came back downstairs. Again, she looked back and saw the light was on. Thinking there was a short in the lamp, she went back into the apartment and simply unplugged the lamp and left. Down on Main Street, she looked up again and saw the light blink on, and the drapes pulled back, as if someone was looking down at her. To this day, cast members report footsteps and knocking coming from the fire station apartment, especially at night. The light remains on now, every night, to remind people that Walt's spirit lives on in the park. The most obvious place to find spooks is at the Haunted Mansion attraction. Besides the 999 happy haunts, there may be a few more. There are several other ghosts that haunt the Haunted Mansion. The first ghost story happened when the mansion was still being built in the 1960s. One of the sound designers was in the seance room and he heard music coming from behind a wall. He thought it was a radio but there was never any talking or commercials. It was just music. He kept hearing the music for days. Finally, he decided to just put a speaker near the spot the music was coming from just to mask it. There is a rumor that the spell book in the seance circle is a real spell book and that Madame Leota was reciting a spell from that book. Each morning when cast members would arrive at the attraction to open the ride, they would find the book in a different place each time on a different page. Each year, ride operators stop patrons from dumping the ashes of their dearly departed within the Haunted Mansion. When operators find someone doing such a deed, they stop the ride, have everyone exit, climb into medical hazmat suits, and vacuum up the ashes and dump them into the garbage. You may hear upon exiting the Haunted Mansion the sobs of a young child, or even see him in person. Legend has it that a mother spread her son's ashes in the haunted house, but he did not want that to happen, and it is said he cries because he did not want to remain within the haunted walls. Also in the area where the passengers disembarked the doom buggies, a ghost in a tuxedo has been seen. One day, an employee working in that area kept seeing a shadow in a mirror she used to see the rides coming up. Every time she turned around, no one was there. Then a figure appeared to be wearing a tuxedo. She then experienced a chill and an unseen hand on her shoulder. She promptly ran out of the attraction and quit her job. When the Pirates of the Caribbean ride was being fabricated, Imagineers were having a great deal of trouble fabricating the skeletons so that they actually looked real. After several failed attempts, they found a Hollywood secret. They would purchase real skeletons from the University Science Labs and set them up on the ride. Decades later, they removed the real skeletons and replaced them with lifelike props. Rumor has it, however, that some of the original and very real skeletons still remain on that ride. The skull and crossbones on the captain's desk is very much real. Patrons visiting this particular ride find an odd chill in the air when they approach this scene with the captain's desk. Ride operators report there is a boy ghost who is seen in the video monitors located in the control room by security. He always seems to be happy and enjoying himself, but when the boat comes back into the station, the seats are empty. It has also been said that Walt Disney's ghost and a couple of other ghosts sometimes haunt the Disney Gallery above the Pirates ride. The gallery was originally designed to be Walt's personal apartment as the one above Main Street in the fire station was kind of small. Mr. One Way haunts Space Mountain. He is most often described as a friendly ghost who appears in the line as a living person, chatting and enjoying the day. Sometimes he is described as a grown man with reddish hair, and sometimes as a child. The child interacts with other guests, but it soon becomes obvious he is not from our time. The spirit will board the next ride with a single rider, but disappears by the end of the ride. And another ghost haunts Space Mountain as well, but with less frequency. This ghost is called Disco Debbie, allegedly the ghost of a former cast member who died of an aneurysm behind Space Mountain. She is characterized by a phosphorescent green glow flying around the building. In 1984, 48-year-old Regina Dolly Young from California was killed on the Matterhorn Sleds rides when she fell out of her car and was fatally hit by another bobsled, according to the Los Angeles Times. An investigation showed that her seatbelt was found unbuckled after the accident. It is unclear whether Dolly deliberately unfastened her belt or if the seatbelt malfunctioned itself. Since then, the section where she was struck on the Tomorrowland side of the mountain has become known as Dolly's dip. And park employees claim, She still haunts that ride. A former ride operator named Kristen, who worked at the park from 1989 to 1995, claimed that she could feel a supernatural presence while operating the Matterhorn, and that other staffers told her they had seen the ghost while on the job. She says, I worked on that ride for several years, and I never saw her, but I sure did feel her. During her time at the Magic Kingdom, staffers were required to walk the ride after it closed every day to look for lost and found items, and she always dreaded it. She says, every time I was unlucky enough to get a track walking shift, I had an uneasy feeling, like someone was watching me. I was always convinced that it was Dolly, and so I would often say hi to her. The feeling was always the worst in the big cavern in the middle of the ride, and at Dolly's Dip, the spot where she died. In fact, the work lights in the tunnel near Dolly's Dip always seemed to be burned out. In six years, I don't think I ever saw one of those lights working. And sadly, this isn't the only fatal accident to ever occur on the Matterhorn. A teenage boy died after he stood up while on the ride, and was struck in the 1960s in recent times the park has changed the ride seat belts altogether. but if you're riding the matterhorn take special care on dolly's dip it's a small world can be a pupaphobic's worst nightmare especially at night lights have been reported turning themselves on and off while the figures were reported moving on their own even after the power has been shut down staff claim it is a former staff member who haunts this ride claiming they enjoyed the ride so much they can never leave the ghost of an employee killed on the america sings attraction in 1975 is a poltergeist who haunts most of tomorrowland this ghost is never seen but loves to play pranks on park employees Among her tricks are rearranging the merchandise at Star Trader after the store is locked for the night, slamming doors when no one is there, and switching lights on and off. Debbie Stone, a hostess who was killed just a week after the opening of the newly refurbished America Sings attraction, she was working as usual, greeting guests as they came in, before the ride rotated and took guests on the first scene of the carousel. Unfortunately, on that fateful night, she stood too close to the moving outer ring of the theatre and was trapped and crushed against an unmoving part of the set. Park staff were notified, rather chillingly, by a guest who had heard her screams from the adjacent theatre. Inevitably, the ride is now said to be haunted by Debbie, with employees having reported said they have heard her disembodied voice warning them to be careful as they worked. The monorail ghost is believed to be the ghost of a local teenager killed by the monorail train in 1970 after an unsuccessful attempt to sneak into the park one night by walking on the monorail track. His ghost manifests as a shadowy figure walking along the track between the park and the Disneyland Hotel. A feminine spirit haunts Main Street, although there have been recent sightings of her in nearby California Adventure Park. She often triggers the motion sensors in the shops along Main Street after closing, and she also materializes in the hours just before dawn. Those encountering her have described the ghost as a rather attractive young woman in white clothing from around the 1900s, who will smile at them and walk around a corner, only to vanish into thin air. Curiously enough, small children see her during the daylight hours, And there are several stories of the white lady taking children who have been separated from their parents to the Lost Children's Center. And as cast members, staff, and visitors alike report more occurrences, take more photos and video, there will no doubt be more ghost stories for the happiest haunted place on Earth. It's a place of extreme emotion, of nostalgia and excitement, and of course, death and sadness. The next time you visit Disneyland... Remember these stories, and keep your eyes and ears open. If you have a Disneyland ghost story, join us on our Facebook page and share it. Please remember to share this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast directory. This concludes Season 1 of our podcast series. We will be returning in a few weeks' time with Season 2. Our first season allowed us to explore many topics and to see which areas listeners like you are most interested in, join us on our Facebook page or message us directly to suggest future episode ideas. Thank you for your support. A special shout-out goes to a few folks that have continually supported this podcast. Susan Demeter St. Clair, Darren Boyle, and Vera Ruzica-Morris. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Sitting around a campfire late at night, beer in hand, telling tales of Slenderman, Bigfoot, and the Wendigo, or listening to your favorite podcast about these legends. What better way to get a quick snack fix that is not only healthy, but low in sodium and fat, and one that gives you an energy boost, in case something creeps out of the wood and you need to make a quick getaway. Today's podcast is brought to you by Jurassic Jerky. With over 25 gourmet flavors of tender, flavorful jerky, Jurassic Jerky is not only preservative-free, it is MSG-free, low in sodium and fat. Jurassic Jerky gives you traditional flavors, along with creations like orange teriyaki, whiskey straight, draft beer, and applewood smoke-style bacon jerky. Yes, bacon jerky. If you enjoy this podcast, order online at www.jurassicjerkyllc.com and enter promo code WORLD10, all in caps, for 10% off your order, free shipping over $30, and a free floss or toothpick in each package to ensure clean teeth. Not only that, each purchase you make, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to charities that support wounded combat veterans. Again, that is www.JurassicJerkyLLC.com. And enter promo code WORLD10 to get our special offer. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory, and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links, and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Salard, Mattia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kohlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.